When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard and influence. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says running from the past only gives you the opportunity to meet up with it in the future. And joining me on today's show is Dr. Philip Agrios. Now, Philip is an executive performance consultant. He is a speaker and an author who helps executives and business owners around the world to unlock their inborn hidden trait for massive success. Now, on today's show, he is going to share how we can discover our hidden trait and tap into our true power. He's going to share with us the six-step blueprint that'll solve any business or personal problems and guaranteed, as well as how to neutralize any stress with one simple step, which we all need considering what we're going through in the world today. Uh, Philip, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Emery. I appreciate the opportunity to be on. So what was it about this particular area, especially when we're talking about stress and we know that when it comes to stress, we're not going to be working in our zone. We're not going to be tapping into that hidden true power. What was it, if you look back on your journey, that really led you down the path to where you are today? Share that if you would. Well, I remember uh, distinctly one time that um, I woke up, it was pitch dark, went into my study and it was uh, looking for something in my draw just to start my work. And I found my old goals like five years prior. And as I started to read them line by line, kind of anticipating the you know, victories that I had, I started like crinkling the paper, realizing that I hadn't achieved one of them. And I just sat there and thought, you know, I, I, I did all the gurus, you know, I had all the cassette tapes, you know, the, you know, those little cassette tapes that uh, we were talking a while back. And I just realized that no matter what I did, I really felt that there was something that was stopping me. And I just sat there in the darkness and just something deep down said, you know what, something's more, there's more to this. And I started my journey to try to find out what that was that stopped me from not listening and not really utilizing all the information that I was learning that I was actually, I think I was actually protecting myself from something and I couldn't figure it out. 
Mm-hmm. I love that I um, that you shared that, and that that I, I asked that question particularly, especially now with the time of year. Many of us are reflecting over the goals, maybe going through the exact same process that you mentioned, and cannot tick any of them. And some of those things, I'm sure, are out of our control because of shutdowns, lockdowns, and, and things like that. But I think what you're saying is we can all relate to that, and it's around this time of year that we reflect back on what have we achieved. So let's talk a little bit about what were some of the things that you identified. And I'm sure that that really taps into the first point that you want to talk about is how do we discover that hidden trait so that we can tap into our true power. But first, what were some of the surprising things that you identified as you started to do some of that deep reflection? Yeah, as I started realizing that um, I started looking at nature and by uh, looking at the nature and how it was working its magic from any devastation, whether it was a hurricane or a tornado or whatever the case may be, it always bounced back. And as I studied it more and more, I realized that nature had its own blueprint and that we had that same blueprint. And as I studied it more, I realized that there was an actual inborn trait a protective trait that we're actually born with. And when I first started to realize this, I was sitting on my living room floor and and I I looked at this and I went, this is too simple. And I looked to my left, which was my past. And I said, this trait caused all my problems throughout my entire life. And then I looked to my right, which was my future. And I was like, if I look at this trait, I can actually now determine when I'm imbalanced or there's a resistance that I'm actually protecting myself. So I went out to try to disprove it because it was too simple. I didn't believe it. And over thousands of people from over over three decades, I was able to discover that this inborn inborn trait I called the, the inborn sabotaging trait, not as it undermines us, but as I went through all this discovery, I discovered that it's there to protect us from the very success that we seek, because that success is more subconsciously painful than actually changing our ineffective behavior. And I started to work with people and I and I, then I said, you know, wow, this one particular trait is the reason for our blocks. And when you realize that you're just in a protection mode, that there's nothing wrong with you, you're not an idiot, or all the other uh, deprivation type of uh, words that we use, it's just you're protecting yourself from a way that to of growth, but subconsciously it's more painful. So it creates this freedom within yourself. And then as I started to go through the process, I was able to actually uncover the combination to actually switch the inborn sabotage trait off so the person could go from protection to growth. And it worked 100 percent of the time. And again, I didn't didn't believe it. So I went out to try to disprove it and I couldn't. So I created a thing called the fit system. And that fit is the freedom, influence and transformation. And once you have that freedom, you then use the antidote to create this influence within yourself that allows you to take the action necessary to connect and create the actual transformation that you're looking for to enhance your own personal 
and professional power. When you're identifying and you've just shared about that trait, that hidden trait, uh, what are some other things, you know, that, that I mean, obviously you said that that trait is there to keep us safe and, and it's often that, that saboteur. Do mm-hmm. you find that there are different reasons for dif- different people in different individual circumstances that they're in, that that saboteur reacts and responds or is it similar across the board? What's what's your finding? It's that? really similar to across the board do based on our perception of that particular um, uh, alarm that's going off within us, whether or not, you know, it, it could be just two people that are in love and one day they have a spat. And at that moment in time, because they're having a spat or even an argument, they're actually protecting each other, protecting themselves from each other, even though they're in love. But at that moment, they're protecting themselves because, If you really think about it, there's only two things we do. We protect, you know, or we grow. You know, we contract, we expand, we we take, we give. That's why we're vibrational beings. So you're either in a protective state or a growth state. And as soon as that couple starts to uh, engage again and start going back to their own normal ways, now they're in a growth phase. Mm-hmm. So that's where people have to realize not to take it personally, because it's most likely what that person's going through. But by actually working together to understand the other's trait, I've seen people neutralize conflict, whether or not in the in with their relationships, with their children, uh, business partners, to even uh, workers in the workplace to help them to understand that you're just protecting each other because you're assuming this person is doing this. And a lot of times it's personal. And when you take the personal out of it, it kind of neutralizes and you really look at it as, and what is this person really going through and why they're, why are they attacking me? And it could be that you did something to them, you know, we're not not blameless, right? But it could be that, and then by actually talking it out and finding out why that person did what they did, I find that it actually allows them to uh, neutralize the conflict pretty quickly. And as you would know, uh, Philip, and and people may be aware, there may be a circumstance or a situation where they've been involved with in the past, and some of the conversations or something's triggering in, in, mm-hmm. in them a similar feeling of of whatever it might be, fear and so forth. So whilst that person is not the original person who cause that it's just that trigger and as you say they put that protective mode on to protect and um isn't it interesting that when we are curious to what, what what's going on here we can uncover so much and with more self-awareness we're able to make different choices and 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 different steps forward which you call is get going into the growth phase so let's then talk about the six step blueprint and that you say is able to solve any business or personal problems guaranteed. Do you want to share a little bit about those six steps, the six blueprint? Sure. Um, how I actually um, discovered it was that I actually discovered six seasons. I found two extra seasons as I was going through the process, looking at our own four seasons. And I realized that during the process, I found two other extra steps. And then I really, as I started working on this over, you know, like uh, decades, I realized there were actually six seasons. And when I looked at each season, each season had its own purpose. In my book, what I did was I helped people to understand why, how actually uh, nature uses those six steps to come back from her storm. So if you look at a, uh, a circle, and it's looking at a clock 
And if you look at each of the even numbers, start at 12. So the first thing with any kind of problem, you want to look at the problem itself and make a decision. And then and 12 is decision time. It's deciding whether or not that problem is really your problem, number one. And the question is, is what is really going on with this situation? And by making a decision whether or not this is an actual problem of yours or not gives you the ability to move forward. If for any reason you have no clarity in that particular problem, you can't move on to the next step. So decision is about uh, the top part is about making the decision of whether or not you have the clarity of what's really moving forward, whether or not it's your responsibility. If it is, then take go, take the 100 percent responsible for that, even though there's some people involved by you taking 100 percent responsibility. Now you can take control and then start working with that person to determine what's really going on. Once you have made a decision, you're clear on it, you move to the next step. And step two is about replenishment. And it's about how you feel about this problem. It's about whether or not, how, how passionate are you going, wanting to deal with this, with this situation? Many times in business, people know, you know, maybe the executive board knows what's going on, but they really don't want to do anything about it. Or maybe they don't feel they have enough value to help uh, solve this situation. So you have to look at the decision and replenishing as in looking back and taking forward uh, all the situations. And it's like gathering all the fruit, right? And it's gathering and looking at all your apples and, and your products and making sure whether or not what are the good products, what are working, what's not working, what's valuable, and are we really really willing to, to go in and change the actual situation that's causing our problem? So once you make a decision and you're able to then replenish yourself, right? Once you have that replenishment and you're willing and you have the value to go forward, then the third step is actually diving in and detaching yourself from what you think that uh, is really the problem. You have to analyze it, go deep and start dissecting to find out what's the real cause. Also, determining whether or not, you know, I've, I've worked with clients and, you know, with business owners or executives that they have, that this is my baby, you know, this is what I really want to do. And I remember working with a doc and we thought that he thought that his higher end uh, program uh, was really his, uh, his cash maker and he loved doing it. But it really was not that. It was another product that he was okay with. It wasn't as passionate about, but that was making his, his money. And we had to make a decision whether or not he wanted to disconnect from it. And after he realized it, he was able to actually detach from certain things that were not working for him so that he could really see that this was the problem. So he was able to make a decision. He was able to really know that he had to really assess his products to really bring them in and figure that out and then detach from them and to analyze what was working, what was not working. If you can't do any of these steps, you can't move it forward.
but a lot of people do because they really don't want to deal with it, right? Yeah, and there's that instance too because if you think of business and and one of the things that I've been talking about on LinkedIn particularly, I call what I call missed milestones and that is when you set a goal and you put your heart and soul into it and you're working really hard and for reasons that can be with, you know, with, out of your control, you just don't achieve and there's real deep disappointment. In some instances, there's a real significant emotional thing that has been caused maybe around betrayal, disappointment and things like that. Sometimes it's difficult to get some of the learnings and to evaluate what was going on because when you think about that situation, it brings back all of these, you know, waves of negative emotions. But as I'm hearing you share um, the examples, one of the things that that has become very apparent is that we need to look at that and, and go into that discovery so that we can see what is it about that that has the potential to keep me stuck? What do I need to disconnect from? And, and maybe it is keeping us safe because we think, well, if I set my goals again for Dr. Philip, what happens if I fail? Am I setting myself up for failure? If I then, you know, put it out there, I'm going to have this big, bold goal. It can be scary, can't it? Because if we don't want to set ourselves up for failure and not feel that disappointment again. Basically, they're sabotaging trade right there, protecting them. And what I discovered that there's really only really three reasons why people are not successful. The first one is they were successful in the past and they lost it. And for them to ever go to that level again and lose it again is more painful than actually trying to move forward and and, and to make that uh, amount of success. I had somebody that had a really great idea. And as I was talking to him, he kind of shelved it. And it was a $10 million idea. And I said to him, I said, when did you lose your first million? He said, how'd you know that? I said, well, if I had the $10 million idea, it wouldn't be shelved. And what happened was he had such a horrible situation that he lost everything. And he was actually at his relatives for five months on their couch. I asked him, okay, then when did you lose? And then he started getting back again and and on his feet. And I said, when did you lose your second million? He said, how'd you know that? I said, same reason. And what happens, he lost it again because he made a bad investment. So in his subconscious mind, to actually do a $10 million idea would be even 10 to 20 times more painful. So he would never get to that point. So guess he, it was just silence. He never re- realized it. And then it was starting to work with him in order to help him get to that point. The second part is that I have to do what to get to success? I can't just uh, binge on my Netflix. You know, I got to go to school. I got to educate myself. I got to read a book. I got to listen to it. I got to hire a cook. What? No, no, no. That's more painful to to be successful. That's why a lot of people don't because the process is very painful. And the third part is that some people go, you know, I want to double my business or I want to double my practice. And I go, no, you don't. Because if you did, you would have done it already. What's happening is if you actually doubled your practice as I'm looking at it, your systems are not in place. You're going to have even more overwhelm and you're going to ha- never going to see your children and, and your and your spouse again. So subconsciously, we stop that knowing that we haven't set things up properly and we can't get to that level because 
it's going to have more pain. So those, those are the three reasons why I feel people have that. And it's always the subconscious, uh, the uh, inborn sabotage, right, that's protecting us. And when people really start working with me and understand that and they see the antidote, it's an immediate shift in order for them to go from sabotage to success pretty quickly. And one of the things that you were saying there is that journey to uh, work through those different aspects can take a little bit of a time. There, there's mindset aspects of that. There's practical steps that we need to have in place as well because uh, business requires action, the right action, of course, isn't it? And so um, there is work in, involved. What would you say to someone that has, has come back or, or can see that there has been like your million dollar client who'd lost a couple of millions on, on on the way and I can imagine why he would keep himself safe. I mean, my goodness, he wouldn't have wanted to do that for a third time. Did you find that you you had to work more on the mindset of, of that? And there's madness to my question. There's a meaning to, to this question. <laughs> on, on the mindset and then the practical steps or the practical steps and then the mindset? mindset or a little bit of both? Or does that differ for every individual person in the situation that they're in? Does that make sense? Yo, perfectly. Yeah. How I work it is that my first goal with them is for them to understand what their protective trait is. It's not just mine. There's There are actually three basic inborn sabotaging traits. Over the 7 billion people in the world, there's only three. And there's two other ones. There's a particular uh, stress sequence. There, there's a dominant trait, a media trait, and the inborn sabotaging trait. We won't really get into that. But when, we, when they really understand their inborn sabotaging trait, why they protect themselves, and then when they, immediately when they start using the, the antidote, that's why I, we get really major uh, breakthroughs, even on the first visit, because I need to help them understand what they've been doing in the past and how to immediately shift it. I've had people call me the next night or the next day or even a few hours later going, I can't believe this is working this, this rapidly. Now, of course, it all depends on how deep the problem is. So you have to realize that our personal and our business uh, are one. They're not separate. And the sabotaging trait affects both of them. So when you're actually thinking that you're only sabotaging the business by using this, you're also doing it in the personal life. Maybe not as much or maybe more. You don't realize it because you're so focused in the business. And then when you use the antidote, both are dealt with. The personal and the business are immediately dealt dealt with it, each other instantaneously. However, depending on the situations between the business and the personal life, it may certain things may be able to be cleared up quickly, where others may take a month or three months or six months or even a year or so, depending on how much the person got themselves in a hole. Does that does that uh, would you agree with that? Does that make sense? That? Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And and you know, as you're speaking about that, that's why it's important to really investigate what's going on and, and also look at what are some of the reoccurring themes and, and, and recognising that there are, when you look at 
individuals, we have different strengths and abilities, likes and dislikes and things like that need to be identified too because you might work with someone who's very skilled in visioning and thinking about new ideas and creativity, yet it's difficult for them, the finer admin process-driven tasks. And if we're working in an area which is just not really tapping into our gifts and strengths, I would imagine that hidden trait that keeps us safe and protected would be high would would be there because it's like no I don't like doing that and <laughs> exactly so since you brought that up I'll bring the other two traits in so basically the dominant trait is the one that we go to that's that's the person that you really rely on right and and then the media trait kind of bridges between the sabotage trait and the dominant trait so let me give you an example in business we all know the person and I'm not picking on if you're the person that's listening to that. I'm not picking on you because everybody has their own challenges, right? I have my own sabotaging trait. And for the rest of my life, I will always be challenged. And the reason why we have the sabotaging trait, because it allows us to evolve. Okay. And if we didn't, what I found would be is that we would be having a conversation how bored we are because everything will come so easy to us. Right. So, what I discovered was that like a salesperson who maybe overly talks, right? Who just just overwhelms a person and actually talks themselves out of the sale. You know those type of people, right? And there's many other people that do other things. So they're a communicator. And what happens is, is that a lot of times coaches and maybe psychologists or even their management say, you need what? You need communicator training, right? That's what you got to focus on. And I go, no. What they are, they're great communicators. But what's happening is that they're sabotaging trait. Let's say they're scattered all over the place, right? They're not really focused. They're not clear. And the reason why if they're not clear, they have to use their communication to overly talk and to express. If they're what's called a supplier saboteur, if they're not, you know, kind of insensitive, they're, um, excuse me, not insensitive, uh, overly giving, and they're worried about other things and worry about the other person, they're overly give. So what happens is now what happens is they have to not overly give and become more emotional to that person. But what I do is then I said, look, all you got to do is use this antidote. And by increasing the antidote, you immediately level out and your communication skills are beautiful because that's what you do best. And that's when I first saw this. I went, oh, my God. It's the same thing as a person with anxiety, right? Right. If you've got a person with anxiety, you don't tell them to shut up and you pound them on the head. Right. You don't take excitatory brains, neurotransmitters out of their brain. What do you do? You increase the relaxation uh, chemicals and immediately they turn off and the person immediately balances out. And that was a major tremendous discovery that I made was that it wasn't what the person was projecting. It was really a silent type of trait that we had to focus on. And as soon as you focus on that, it's an immediate shift and it's incredible. And that beautifully segues into the last point. Uh, we're talking about anxiety and get the antidote and that balances it out. So you want to speak about how we can neutralize any stress with one simple step. What's that one simple step? The simple step is actually the antidote. And and by actually using the antidote, you can no 
you, it's an impossibility for you to actually sabotage yourself. Now, when you use the antidote, depending on how well you use it, you can drop your anxiety because really, for those of you who have anxiety, it's only a protection. It's just giving you something else to think about than exactly what you're doing, whether a person who's smoking or overly eats or overly works or whatever. That's, I call, that's their heroin. That's what they go to to numb themselves. So the anxiety and people that overly worry is because they're focusing on something other than what they really need to deal with. That's why the girl or the guy cuts themselves. They cut themselves, even though it's painful, it's less painful than doing what it is, what, what they're doing. The anxiety causes heart problems, all these other things. It's less painful than actually dealing with the problem. The person who eats all the other garbage and smokes and all that, or actually does do drugs, it's less painful than actually dealing with it. And by understanding the sabotaging trait, because that's where that person is in their protective, protective state, once they understand the antidote and shift it, it allows them to balance. And it will take some time for them to start utilizing on a more effective basis. Now, this goes much, much deeper than just using one little thing. But that one little thing, as you start utilizing it and bring other things in and, and understand why their fears are there and everything else, because I discovered that there are two fears for each sabotaging trait. And once you really start underse understanding this and start seeing as time goes through, wow, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. It doesn't matter when I talk to this person. I, I talked with a client who came back about two years later and he was going through some situations that were different. But they were all coming back from his sabotaging trait. <laughs> he just sat there and went, it's my sabotaging trait. I said, I, I can't make it any simpler for you. It's just what it is. But you're so close to it, you can't see it. So you need a coach. Like I need coaches, right? Everybody needs a coach. Every successful person has a coach, right? Or a consultant or whatever to help them see what they can't see. And because when you're in that protective, that protective trait, you don't really want to see it because it's too painful. Or you don't know what to do, but you need somebody else to help you. And then what I do is help them to see through the antidote and other things that I discovered that they really are able to open up and stop the procrastination to become more focused, to uh, not being taken advantage of, to express themselves more or whatever they need at that moment. And that's why I actually guarantee my work. I actually put my, my results in writing. At my guarantee and say, this is what you want in your personal business life. I look at it and I go, I guarantee it. And we actually put that in, I actually put that in writing for them. And so as you're sharing uh, more information uh, about some examples about the antidote, I would imagine that the antidote in itself is going to be quite unique and different for the individuals, depending on what the self, the, the saboteur is, like that that trait, what that, that is. Or have you been able to identify an, a, a set core of antidotes? Yeah, there's only three antidotes. <clears throat> One sabotaging trait to this antidote. They're each one. They're actually the opposite to each other. So if we look at my hand, can you see the front of my hand? Yes. No, no. You can only see the back hand. This is the back hand. Yeah, yeah yep. that's, that's fine. <laughs> Zoom, right? Right. Yeah, this is my back. No worries. Right. You can't you can only see my back, not my front. Now you can see my front. Can you see my back? No. So when you look at the antidote, when you look at your sabotaging trait, you're not using the antidote. But as soon as you flip and start using the antidote, you can't use your, your sabotaging trait. And that was the, the simplicity of the going, oh, my God. 
All I need to do is just keep on using the antidote and therefore I can't sabotage myself. Now, the question is, is, well, will I always use the antidote 100% of the time? Of course not, because we are what? Contraction, expansion. It's like the heart. The heart will never keep on expanding. You have a problem. So you're not always going to use your antidote because if you did, then you wouldn't evolve because you're not challenging yourself. You're not getting into uncomfortable positions to go into that protective, contracted state in order to reassess to see what's happening. So that's why I tell with anybody, especially with my clients who are going through COVID, I said, okay, here it is. We can cry about it. We can do whatever, or we can just look at it in a neutral way and say, this is not good. This is not bad. It just is. And how can we use this as a benefit? Because you can use anything as a benefit or a detriment, right? We live in a dichotomy world, right? Left, right, up, down, yin, yang, all that. Everything has its opposite. So as soon as you have a problem, there's already a solution. And by actually looking and walking into the solution instead of the problem, you, you cannot no longer allow the problem to exist because you're focusing on the solution. Yeah. So what I tell people is, is that the outside world is really you. And the reason why the person you can't stand in your life, the reason why these things are happening in your life is because they're just showing up to show you the part of you that, are, that that's not working. The reason why you have lack of money is because the lack of money has to be there in order to keep you in the misery that you are continuing to express, right? And that's why when people get money, if they don't change who they are, they have to get rid of the money to create that lack of money again, because that's more comfortable for them than the money and success. And that's just your brain and your primary brain doing that to you. And what I was able to do is find this step in order to tap into the subconscious mind. Because when I start talking to people and I talk to them about what they do, it's like this bulb goes off because I'm using the words that the subconscious mind is really understanding. So now you can use the antidote on a conscious level to start slowly or as quickly as you want to start reprogramming your subconscious mind. Because we know the subconscious mind does 95 to 97 percent of everything that we do. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the discovery. That, getting different beliefs, uh, ones that are far more empowering. Uh, you don't then have to, as you said, you start to generate more more income. You're not, you know, sabotaging by getting rid of it because uh, you want to maintain that identity that you're holding firm to. That I can never make money. You know, I'm I'm going to remain stuck. That kind of thing. But start to change that. And you'll start to see that, yeah, it'll grow. I mean, we have just scratched the surface and I'm sure people are thinking, hmm, all right, how can I find out more information and uh, and connect with you? What is the best way for them to do that? I'm not going to give it to them. No. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, not giving it to you. Uh, no. Uh, they can go to my website. They can go to um, uh, Be Fit to Lead. That's B E F I T. T-O, lead, L-E-A-D, befittolead.com. And when they get there, there is a, uh, a button there for them to click to take a nine-question quiz. Not 80 questions, not 50 questions, only nine questions. And you'll be able to get your inborn sabotage and trait and antidote for free. And when you do that, it will give you the ability to understand what's happening. And it's, again, it's just the tip of the iceberg there. But 
I just want to warn people, sometimes you'll get a tie because you're not following the directions. And what we really want you to do, because a lot of people have gone through psychologists and coaches and all that. And sometimes when they take the quiz, they take it as if they are in today. I don't want you. I want you to take it in when you're in that stress mode, because when that 85% of your life that's going great, you're actually using the antidote and have no idea that you're using it. That's why my book is repeatable success, because once you understand the antidote, you can repeat it. So when you take the quiz, look at it as when you are not handling things well and going back to old problems, maybe as a teenager or whatever the case may be, and then answer the questions that way and you'll be able to. For any reason, you keep on getting a tie, which is really rare, but sometimes it happens. Please email me and I'll be happy to help you out with that. Yeah, and I know that a little while uh, back I did that assessment too. I have to go back and have a look at that. It's, it's it's always good to keep that in mind as we are planning. We're finishing out this year, reflecting on that, and then moving forward. You know, and and and, and one of the things that I will say is sometimes it can be a little bit scary of doing these things because again, it's going to show you areas of opportunity for learning and growth. However, it's a first step forward, isn't it? That self awareness, so that once you know better. We can then do better because we can take different actions. We can go and get support from, say, yourself, uh, Dr. Philip, and especially the resources that I know are plentiful on the website. So one more time, can you share the URL where they can get the assessment and, and lots of other resources? Yeah, it's befittolead.com because are you fit to lead yourself? And if you can't lead yourself, then you can't lead anybody else. And it's focusing on really helping you to look at the fit system and allowing you to really make that discovery to move on and to find your actual true power yourself. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I had a blast. Thank you so much. And it was such a great, I had a really good time. Thank you so much. And I hope your audience enjoyed uh, uh, what they were learning. And if they have any questions, be happy to ask. ask Fantastic. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Industry Thought Leader Podcast. Brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free 5-day money, marketing and mindset boost masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.